מסכת בבא קמא דף קא. תנור רבנן, הנותן עשים לחדש לעשות מהן כיסא, ועשה מהן ספסל. ספסל ועשה מהן כיסא, רבי מאיר אומר, נותן לו דמי עשיו. If someone gives wood to a carpenter and says, can you make me a chair? Instead he makes a bench. Or, I said, can you make a bench? Instead he makes a, a chair. So רבי מאיר says, that uh, similar to the Mishnah, that he has to pay, the, the, the carpenter should pay the value of the wood, that now he turned into something else. So pay for the raw materials that he got, because now he turned it into something else, and uh, the carpenter will keep the, uh, the chair or bench that he made, and pay, pay, pay the guy back for the wood. The guy has to go buy more wood, and go find another carpenter to do it properly. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, אם השבח יתר על יסיעה נותן לו את היסיעה, ואם היסיעה יתר על השבח נותן לו את השבח. Rabbi Yehuda says, same as in the Mishnah, um, we look, since he did uh, not the right job that he was supposed to do, so the, um, the, the carpenter still gives that furniture to the buyer, but the buyer has the upper hand to pay the lower price, whichever is lower. If the enhanced value, right, what's the, what's the difference between raw wood and, uh, and that piece of furniture? Um, the, what's the, <clears throat> if the enhanced value is more than the expenses of the carpenter, then the um, uh, uh, wood owner only has to pay for the expenses. And if the other way around, if the expenses are more than the enhanced value, then he only has to pay the enhanced value. So either way, he is getting a good deal. agrees that if the the uh, the customer um, gave wood and asked the carpenter to make a very nice high line chair and instead he did make a chair but it was an ugly chair or he said make a high line bench and he made not not such a great bench um, but he did make a bench so even the bimeir would agree with biuda that he a carpenter gives that uh, not such great chair or bench to the customer, and but the customer gets a discount, and he has to pay the lesser. If the enhanced value is more than the expenses, he pays only the expenses, and if the expenses are more than the enhanced value, he pays only the enhanced value. While we're on the subject of dyeing clothing, we have a question. The question is, does a dye have independent value when you take dye and uh, w- when it's on the wool? You take dye, so I mean, if you sell dye by itself, that's very valuable. But now you take wool and you dip it in the dye. And so now the dye is absorbed into the wool. Does the dye retain independent value, right? Um, obviously, the wool is worth more, um, uh, but how about the dye itself? Do we consider it still there like its own entity? Or is there no increase in value, meaning there's no, um, there's no value, independent value, to the dye when it's on the wool? That's the question. Now, the question is not so clear, and what it would be the practical effect is what we want to know. So, hechidame, what would be a case that you're, this would make a difference? Hey, we talk about a case where a robber stole the raw pigment, just the, the chemicals, and the robber then ground it up and soaked it in water and turned it into a liquid dye and dyed something with it. 
Well, then the robber certainly will be responsible because he made a significant change. Anytime that robber makes a significant change in the item that he stole, that he acquires it thereby. Once he acquires it, he has to pay for the original value when he stole it. So therefore, in that case, he would certainly have to pay, and this question would make no difference. Rather, it's a case where he uh, stole dye that was already uh, soaked in water, the liquid dye, all ready to go, and then he um, uh, took wool and dipped it in the dye. Do we say that the dye has independent value and therefore the owner can say to the robber, give me my dye, right? Uh, uh, that, that you took, you still have it. It's there, it's there in the wool, right? I want it back. Or do we say that there's no independent value of the dye once it's in the wool? It's all absorbed, it's gone. And so the robber says, what are you talking about? I don't have anything of yours, right? What dye? I just have, I have wool, it's red, um, but the dye is not there anymore. So I, I, can't, I can't return any dye to you. So is that the case? Wait, in that case, even if you say there's no independent value to the dye that's absorbed in the wool, can the robber say, I have nothing of yours? So what? He, the owner of the dye can still say, give me the dye that you took. And if it's not, doesn't exist, then you have to pay me for it. Um, right? If I, um, if a robber steals your sandwich and eats it, okay, the sandwich is gone. He can't say, well, I have no sandwich. Then pay for the value of the sandwich. You stole a vat of dye. So give back the dye or pay for it. He doesn't get off the hook like that. Rather, building on all that, um, this is the question um, of the dilemma. The one side is, if we say dye does not have independent value, and it's all absorbed in the wool, so it's gone, then the robber of the dye has to pay for the value in, in money of what of the dye that he stole. Or do we say there is independent value of the dye? It's considered still a separate item, even though it's absorbed into the wool. And therefore, the robber can say, oh, you want your dye back? No problem. Here it is. It's in the wool. Go take it. Um, it, still, it still exists. So we ask on that, Shekalinhu b'may shekleh, b'safon, safon, abure mi'abad, ha-shabad, la'avid. How can the owner take it back? With soap? Is he going to, you know, put, use strong soap and get the dye out? It's true, strong soap can get the, remove the dye, but it can't recover the dye. It's just going to turn into into soapy water. That's with the color in it. You can't get back. It's impossible to get it back. So that can't be the dilemma. robber who steals both the wool and the dye from the same person. And the robber, he um, then uh, p- takes the wool and dips it in the dye. Um, and then the robber says, um, you know what, I want to return what I stole. And he returns to him the dyed wool. 
if you say that that the die has independent value, um, then he's returning both items. I stole from you wool and die. I'm returning to you wool and die. Happens to be that now the die is in the wool, but it has independent value, so I'm returning everything I stole. That's one side. Or Dilma and Shevach Samanim al Gabe Semer, Vesemer Mehadadle, Samanim Lamehadad Mehadadle. Or do we say that now that the dye is absorbed in the wool, it does not have independent value? There's no more dye here. And uh, therefore, when he returns the dyed wool, he returns the wool, but he didn't return the dye. And so the robber will still be responsible to pay for the dye that he stole. Amri Tepukle Daikadle Nihale Bedame. The rabbis reject this understanding because if the robber returns the dyed wool, then no matter what, he's good because the wool is now worth more. So either he says uh, the dye is independent, has independent value, I'm, I'm returning the wool and I'm returning the dye, so I'm fine. Or even if you say that the wool, the dye is now absorbed and does not have independent value, then he has to pay for the value of the died as when he stole it well now that he's now returning this dyed wool the dyed wool is worth more and so he's returning the wool and the increase in price will be the same as or maybe more uh, as the value of the die that he stole so the robber will be off the hook no matter what and it will make a difference which side of the dilemma you take and we have two answers to this la sricha de zal siba could be talking about a case where the die depreciated the die by itself is now worth it was is worth very little um but the the wool the dyed wool is worth more in which case the robber can go and say hey i want you to pay i'm giving you the dyed wool but i'm over paying you um over recompensating you and therefore you have to pay the robber says you have to pay me for the difference in value so that will make a difference here. If you say the dye is independent of the wool, then he says, I'm returning the wool and the dye that happen to be together, but you have all the materials as, as they originally were that I stole, then I'm returning to you. They just happen to be mixed together. Um, but if it's, it does not have independent value, then he has to pay for the value of the dye. But if the value of the dye was very cheap, then the, oh, the robber can, can ask for a reimbursement for the increased uh, value of the dyed wool over the wool plus the dye separately. That's one answer. Or we're talking about a case where a monkey uh, dyed it, meaning it was dyed in a haphazard way that did not increase the value of the dye of the wool dyed wool very much, in which case, on the one hand, if you say it has independent value, then you can say, okay, even though it's a mess and the wool is not very is not does not increase in value now that it's dyed because it's it's um dyed in a bad way. Nevertheless, here's the raw materials, the wool and the um and, and the dye that I stole. They're all here, they're just mixed together. That would be the first side, and the robber is not doesn't have to pay anything. On the other hand, if the wool, when you say the dye is absorbed, it has no independent value. Then he's returning the wool only, and there's no increase in value in the wool, so the robber would have to pay for the value of the dye separately. Good, that's all one uh, possible explanation of this dilemma. But yet we have another one, Ravin Amar. Hachab ma'eskinan, kegon desemer dechad vesamanin dechad, vekate kof uspa'ate lehu semer behanach simanin. We're talking about uh, wool that belongs to one person, 
and die belongs to another person. A monkey came along and mixed it together uh, uh, such that it wasn't dyed very nicely. It's not, it doesn't have an increase in value. So now the uh, owner of the dye wants his dye. Uh, uh, if there is independent value of the dye upon the wool, then the owner of the dye can say, "Hey, you, owner of the wool, you know, he, they'll say the owner of the wool took that took that wool home." So the owner of the dye said, you, "You have to pay me. You have to give me the dye. You have it in your house. Give me the dye." Because um, it's still there. Or do we say the dye has no independent value? It's absorbed in the wool. It's gone. And therefore the owner of the wool can say, I don't, have, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have anything of yours. What, the fact that this wool was uh, brown and now it's red? So but that's all absorbed. I don't have any physical substance. I have no independent value. Uh, of dye here, so I don't have to give you anything. So that's yet another explanation of the dilemma. Let's see if we can figure out an answer. Tashima. Uh, the Mishnah in Orla says that if you took some peels of a fruit that, that is Orla, and so the Orla, Orla fruit during the first three years of a tree, you cannot use, you cannot eat, you cannot get any benefit from it. Now you take that those peels and you make a dye out of it. Um, and you uh, color and you dye something with, uh, with that uh, color. Um, you have to burn it. You can't get benefit. You can't even look at it. This, this red uh, garment that you made with Orla peels, you have to burn it because you can't get any benefit from looking at this nice dyed clothing. So what do we see from here? That appearance is a significant matter and dye has independent value, right? You say this is a completely different thing. If something is brown or nice red, right? Uh, this is uh, an independent value uh, such that it's prohibited bahana'ah. See, if the dye was, did not have independent value, then you say, well, what am I, what am I benefit? There's nothing here. There is no, no orla here. Where, where's the orla? It's all absorbed. There's nothing. Uh, but if it's an independent substance, then the substance is there, it's still there. I'm seeing it. I'm getting benefit from it. That's why you have to burn it. Uh, is that, that's a good answer. Rava says you cannot get uh, um, bring a source from this Mishnah of Orla because Orla is special. It's exceptional because we learn. The, uh, from a pasuk specifically that um, you can't use orla even for a dye. The pasuk says um, arelim, anything, trees in the first three years are called arelim, you can't eat them. So from that part of the pasuk, I know that you can't eat them. How do I know that I cannot benefit from them? I cannot make a dye with it. I cannot use it as fuel either. Um, because the pasuk says extra words, all those extra words come to add all of those cases. So Allah has a special case where the pasuk specifically says they cannot use it for dye. That doesn't mean that in general, a dye is independent substance. So there's no proof from there. Rather, Tashima, um, uh, we hear from this Baraita that says, if I took Shivi'it uh, produce and I made a dye out of it and I colored a garment with that dye, you have to burn it. 
so maybe I can learn from here that you see that a dye has independent uh, value. It's an independent substance, even though it's absorbed into the garment. And here also we say no proof. This is a pasuk here in Vayikra that um, anything that grows on its own, uh, so uh, we learn from here that Shivi'id produce remains as it is, even if you change form, and even if you turn into a dye and absorbed all that, all and all that. There's a special pasuk regarding tiyeh that we consider it to be the same, and if it grew illegally because you planted it and cut it on the shivi'it and that in a way that you weren't allowed to then it will remain prohibited in no matter what form it's in so this is a special exception for shivi'it and here again we cannot learn from this to all other cases that dye has independent uh, significance and we next ask uh, one more question ravadame tenan Rava brought two different Mishnayot that seem to contradict each other, raise them up, and ask the question. On the one hand, we have Mishnah and Orla that says, if you use peels of Orla fruit to make a dye that you used uh, to color a garment, you cannot benefit from that garment. Um, you can't wear it, you can't even look at it because you're, ben- you're um, getting a benefit from the dye uh, that's prohibited. And therefore, you must burn it. Therefore, we see that appearance of something is a significant thing. Even just looking at something um, that's absorbed and the thing is not there, uh, the thing that's absorbed is still considered a, a significant item in and of itself. On the other hand, we have a Mishnah in Ohalot, that says a revi'it dam, a revi'it of blood from a person who died. Uh, so if you have enough blood, a revi'it is enough, it creates tumat ohel and everything in the house will be tameh. But this blood, is not if it was intact, then for sure it would make everything tameh. But it is absorbed into the floor of the house, into the wood of the floor. Um, in that case, nevertheless, it's still tameh. Although there's another uh, state, uh, other say that is tahor, but there's no machloket between them. They're talking about two different cases. Uh, the when it says tameh, that's talking about uh, furniture and anything in the house that was already there before it got absorbed. Right, you have um, right, uh, uh, some blood there. Maybe a person was there who was bleeding, um, uh, or the blood was just there, and so and uh, spilt. So beforehand, it was intact. So therefore, anything that was in the house before certainly is tameh. But once it gets absorbed, and then some, then you bring in uh, some vessels afterwards, those are tahor. So the bottom line here is that absorbed blood is not considered a significant independent item. That's number one. If the blood was absorbed in a garment, then we check. We wash it out first, and we see how much blood came out of the garment. If it was a revit, a blood that came out of it, so since it was, even though it was was absorbed, but it's removable, so then it's considered independent and has significance, and everything 
that that uh, in the house that was in in the in the room with that uh, uh, cloth is going to be tameh, and the cloth itself will be tameh, and so on. Uh, but if not, then everything then it's tahor um, because it's significantly absorbed. It's so absorbed that it doesn't even come out when you wash it. So we see from both this is talking about uh, floorboards, but this here is talking about clothing. That's kind of dyed with the blood, and the point is that if the dye does not come out in the wash, then it's considered absorbed totally and not significant. So here we have a contradiction because on the one hand, regarding orla, we say that this uh, that the dye that's absorbed is significant in its own right because uh, you have to burn it. But here we're saying blood that's absorbed is not significant. Ravkana says no contradiction here. The law really is like the one in Orla. And the one regarding blood, that is a special leniency that applies to the laws of Rivi'it of blood because we're talking about blood, Damtivusa is blood that um, emerges from a person while he is dying uh, during, the de- during the death process. And that blood is only Tameh Medirabanan, only causes Tumat Medirabanan. And uh, therefore, we can be lenient and say, well, if the, bl- if the blood is here intact, then for sure uh, that will apply and make everything in house Tameh. But if it's absorbed, then we can be lenient and uh, say it's okay. Um, but otherwise, other things that are absorbed, like the orla dai, we say are, that's still a significant item, and uh, therefore that item has to be burned. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen v'amen.